0: Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast, your one-stop shop for building client relationships, scaling your business, and ultimately growing your income. When you are looking for your next step in personal and financial growth, we've got you covered with your host, number one international best-selling author and heart-centered sales expert, Connie Whitman.
1: I'm so glad you're joining us today. So I hope as you listen to the show or watch the show week to week that my guests, like I have on today and myself, we we share tips and strategies and ideas, and I really hope that you take them, use them immediately, hopefully, um, in your life. So no matter what change you're going through, hopefully we provide some ideas and inspiration for you to create the change you're looking for, okay? and only you have the power to do that. So as always, thank you for joining us this week. So my motivational quote today is by Nolan Bushnell, and he says, the critical ingredient is getting off your butt and doing something. It's as simple as that. A lot of people have ideas, but, but they, but blah, blah, blah. let me start that again. It's as simple as that. A lot of people have ideas, but there are a few who decide to do something about them now. Not tomorrow, not next week. But today, the true entrepreneur is a doer, not a dreamer. So do you have a dream of possibly becoming a business owner and bringing your idea and your magnificence to life? What is your vision and how might it actually help the world? Now, if you have a dream deep within you, do you know where to begin to bring your offer to the marketplace? And do you know how to market yourself and your, your product or service, whatever it might be? Well, if you've answered yes and probably no to meant to those questions I just asked, then you're in store for a real treat today. So, of course, I have an expert who's going to discuss this topic with us today. My expert is Kimberly Hobbit-Sheed, and I hope I said that right. Um, Kimberly is a joint venture super connector and gets entrepreneurs the stage and the connections they need to stop being overlooked and explosively uh, grow their revenue and reach. Now, Kimberly is an award-winning international. Inspirational public speaker. You'll see that she is absolutely that as we do our interview today. She's a best-selling author, audio book producer, six-time entrepreneur, and she is the creator of I love the name of it, Entrepreneurs Rocket Fuel, an active community of entrepreneurs looking to contribute, connect, and grow with other entrepreneurs. Now, Kimberly's been um, a guest speaker in cities worldwide. Inspiring people to get to where they want to go. And her specialty is turning dreams into reality. So, are you ready to turn your dreams into reality? Welcome, my guest to the show, Kimberly. So, Kimberly, thank you so much for being on and taking the time out of your very busy day.
2: Connie, thanks for that wonderful introduction. I am so excited and energized by the quote that you gave the group because it resonates with me so deeply and strongly. That you, there's great, there's wonderful passion behind dreams, uh, but turning dreams into reality is all about taking inspired action when it needs to happen, uh, not just acting to act, but actually taking inspired action to move forward on your dream and make it a reality. So I absolutely love that you picked that quote for me. Thank you. Yes, I
1: See, I knew, I knew you would like it. That's why I, it screamed at me. This is a Kimberly quote. But you know, <laughs> but, but it's funny what you just said that, you know, turning, have the inspiration or the drive or the desire to take that dream and and actually act on it and I think a lot of people don't know how to do the act on it right they have a thought but I don't know how to do it and that's really you know where your wheelhouse and where your expertise lies so why don't we start can you share your story um and were you always a speaker
2: Oh, great question. So, um, I, I love speaking. I love being on stage. Uh, I have been on over 4,000 stages and, uh, getting, getting the word out and being seen and heard is a really, really big thing for me, but also a passion that I have for other entrepreneurs. I believe if you are not being seen, you're being overlooked. If you're not being heard, your message isn't getting out there. And if you're not clear on your message, it will not have the impact you want it to have before we are done on this earth. Right? So, uh, so that's, that's where my passion is, but no, I was not always a speaker. In fact, I, um, I, I've been on lots of stages, but I spent my time in corporate. I, uh, spent 17 years in corporate. I tease and say 15 of them were good. The last two sucked. And I was definitely in golden handcuffs making a ton of money and very unhappy, Uh, and then I realized that I really needed to jump out of that and and focus on what was fun and what I was meant to do and what I really wanted to do here while I had the time to do it right uh, as opposed to just doing what I'm good at and continuing to do that just because we're good at something doesn't mean that's what we're called to do and what we're supposed to do on this earth so um, so yeah I jumped out of that and then started pursuing things that were for me a lot more fun and that was getting entrepreneurs seen and heard in a bigger way and so now I focus on getting stable. Stages, creating stages, uh, connecting entrepreneurs with stages. And by that, I really mean virtual stages right now. Uh, That was a big part of what I did before, but now it's even bigger and more important now that we're in lockdown. And there are opportunities for people to get on stages like there have never been before. And I'm talking podcasts, which have been around for a long time, radio shows, but web summits. Uh, interviews, YouTube channels, all kinds of different stages and opportunities, even, even to the point where we're doing meetups virtually on Zoom. And those are great ways to get seen and heard. So all kinds of different ways to get seen and heard in a bigger way.
1: And see, it just, that was a huge list, right? So if, if someone is a new entrepreneur, maybe because of COVID, they decided they lost their job and they thought, you know what, let me try my hands in being a business owner. So they kind of pivoted to that and maybe they're great at whatever their product or services message is, messages, right? but what do I do with it? So you just went through this amazing, huge list. And that's the idea that we're trying to share today, you and I, so that people have some actual real content or information to kind of bite into and then think about, hey, how do I get on podcasts? How do I get on these virtual stages? How do I get my voice and my message out there? And that's really, um, it, it's so important because you're right, if we're not seen and heard, we're overlooked. And it doesn't matter how great our product or services doesn't matter because no one no one's hearing about it. Now you're really, really good. And this is how you and I met with the joint uh, venturing, right? To try to find like-minded people. We help leverage each other. I was on your podcast, and right now you're on my podcast. But because we have important things to say, your audience, my audience, kind of similar in a lot of ways, right? So how do we leverage that? So talk about the joint venture and you being that super connector, because you're really, really good at it.
2: Thank you. So, yeah, I think it's really important when I, when I was in corporate and when I uh, ran my own business, uh, I wasn't really a big user of Facebook ads, right? I don't post on Facebook to draw traffic. So how do you draw traffic without, uh, advertising in Facebook and, uh, and, you know, on, on commercials and things like that. Uh, and the best way to do that is by getting in, getting relationships growing. And that's one of the things that lots of us are really good at building relationships, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, building a relationship with other human beings is why we're here. We are, we are hardwired for connection, as Brene Brown said. We're supposed to connect with other people. Mm-hmm. And so in connecting with other people, you can then leverage those relationships, not in a gross, ugly way, but in a really powerful way to be able to introduce yourself to their communities. And that's what podcasting does, right? If you are a guest on somebody else's podcast, basically they're giving you a stage to be able to talk about your Product or service, but it's more than that. It's more beautiful and genuine than that because they're introducing you to their community and recommending and and endorsing you. Right. Now, it doesn't have to be an endorsement like I've worked with Kimberly. She's the best than sliced bread. She's absolutely phenomenal. Just hey, I've I've heard of Kimberly. I know what she does, and I think my community would would benefit from her. So I'd like to put her in front of this community and have her share what she does so that it can benefit everybody. And for me, a joint venture, the secret of joint venturing is that it's a win, win, win. It's a win for your community, it's a win for the host, and it's a win for the joint venture person who's getting on that stage. So, yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah and, and the reality is you can't do it alone. None of us can do it alone. And, and if you think you can, that's dangerous. Because you're going to fail because there's just too many moving parts and you need to have experts who, who are good at those specific things to bring your product, service, whatever it is to market and for it to be seen again so that you can make make money because we, you know what, and, and I, Kimberly, I think you're similar with me. We want to earn money. I want to make, I want to make a lot of money because then I could do a lot of good things in the world with that money, right? It's not about me buying a bigger house. I don't need a bigger house. I don't need better car. That's not who I am. But if I could take that money and do great things in the world, that's really the legacy that I want to leave behind. At the end of the day, we need to make money to pay the bills so that we can continue to bring our, our product and services to market or do whatever job um, that you're doing. So I, I think we have to know when and where to choose those experts and, and really podcasts and listening to different podcasts, you find people um because they'll come into your line of vision. You're ready to hear yes. the message, right? That's, that's really what happens. So, you know, the virtual stage podcast is an example of that with COVID going on. Do you think that um things are going to change that the, these virtual stages are going to, shift drastically, or do you think they're going to be amplified? Like, talk to us about the the opportunities. Maybe that's the better way to position it.
2: Great question. I get this question all the time. People are like, oh, well, when COVID lifts, I'll get back to doing my regular job or whatever. Uh, And and they're just sort of like in this... stalemate where they're like, I'm just waiting for that to go away so that I can then go back to doing what I always did. And I am here to tell you that virtual stages are not going away. The entire world has opened up to the idea of people now can connect virtually in a bigger, more powerful way than they ever imagined before. When I was in corporate, I actually was in staffing. And and one of the big things was we need to hire people who will physically be here in our building. We're not doing like remote workers. No thank you, right? Like there was that stigma to it. Well, now everybody has had an opportunity to experience remote working. Even the people who didn't, who could not possibly remote work, like let's say trash collectors or something like that, they probably, their spouse or their sister or their brother was remote working, right? We all got deeply affected by the change that happened. Twitter is, I I just heard, I don't have this firsthand, but I have it secondhand. Twitter just decided that they're never going back to anything other than remote workers, that everybody is going to work from home from now on. Stages are the exact same. Same way. Stages are not going away from the virtual space. Ever again. This is an opportunity for people to go, aha, I can connect from my living room. I can connect from, I can connect to people in Brazil. I can connect to people in the UK and, and, and Vermont at the same time, right? Like all of the people That's can right. be on and, and dial in remotely and be able to get this information from me in a bigger, more powerful way. So virtual stages came into the spotlight in realization. And now mm-hmm. that we all know how to do it, they're not going away anytime
1: yeah. it's become easy and the yeah. technology just keeps getting better and better and it's funny i, I don't know how long you've been doing your podcast i think it's been a while but this is my eighth year you know do it like so people are like you've been doing it eight years like how'd you find i'm like yeah i know i'm one of the dinosaurs i'm one of the originals right it's so funny but it's it and now everybody is doing a podcast because it's fun it's informative. Yeah. You get to yeah. meet great guests. And it's yeah. funny. You mentioned the UK. I recorded a show, um, a little while ago with a good friend of mine. We met on, on a digital realm. We've become fast friends for about two years. She's been on my show several times. She's in the UK. She's yeah. brilliant, you know? So I, I, I keep going back to her and saying, I, you know, I have an idea. This is your realm. Can we do another show? Because I think it's an important topic, especially now with COVID, right? So, and, and the same thing with you, what you're creating. I knew my audience needs to hear it because we're so afraid of the unknown and now it's becoming commonplace because we've all had to deal with Zoom and we've all had to deal with Skype and we've all had to deal with Google, whatever. So um, I, I think it's easier and people are ready to hear it now because they're familiar with the technology. So this goes back. This is another really good question, I think. So people that are listening going, yeah, yeah, you and Kimberly, you're extroverts, which they can tell, by the way, Kimberly, because we both have energy. We're kooky. Right. But we're we're um, clearly not not wallflowers or introverted at all. So they're saying, yeah, that's good for you, not for me. What do you say to those people?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. So I am an extrovert. I'm a proud extrovert. I Me can't too. Notes, you know, it's just it's how I show up in the world. Uh, but in when I worked in corporate, I actually worked primarily with introverts. I placed people that were technical folks and uh, engineers primarily. And huh. they they uh, the joke is how do you tell an introverted extro, uh introverted engineer from an extroverted engineer? And the answer is an extroverted engineer will look at your shoes when they're talking to you instead of their own shoes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> no, and it's sweet and awesome. And I, lo- I worked with engineers a lot. Right. And, but the thing is that when you're talking about entrepreneurs and people who do sales, they don't have to be extroverts. You can like the, the power of the human being isn't whether you're extroverted or introverted. In fact, I've found that the difference between introverts and extroverts on stage is that they both have an incredible message. When they're on the stage, they're phenomenal. You can learn a lot from both of them. Their message is powerful. The only difference is when they come off stage, the introvert wants to go to a nice quiet room and recharge and the extrovert wants to go to a cast party and talk about how great they were.
1: (laughs) That's so true, that's awesome. That's awesome, my dad's an engineer. So I'm giggling because he's, uh, he's an introvert. He really is an introvert. And yet, when you get to know him, and, and like you said, because he, when he's talking about things he knows, yes. he's extroverted, right? Because you have the passion to share that content um, that's really at the core you want to share your uh, share the content and, and usually not for your own personal gain because you're excited to help other people figure out whatever you know whatever you're talking about and they have an interest in it they want to talk about it that's a great that was a great uh, analogy looking at the feet I have to remember I'm going to share that one with my dad that that's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, it. it's awesome.
2: Hopefully, that I have uh, a, my mentor is actually exactly the opposite of me in many ways. He is an introvert, but he's on stages all the time. He shares that his introversion actually gets an opportunity when he's on stage because he doesn't have to impress one person or a bunch of people at a time. He's really, that stage is almost a protection for him to not have to. Yeah. So he looks at it as a really good opportunity as an introvert to be able to shine. So you might consider that the next time you're looking at a stage.
1: Yeah. And and here's the thing. It really doesn't matter if you have a passion, you have a message and it's needed people will listen and people will follow you and you don't have, even if you don't have, you know, like a star personality, like you said, with your, your mentors and introverts on the stage all the time. So I think here's the thing though, Kimberly, we put those limiting beliefs on ourselves. I'm an introvert. I can't do that. Sure. You can, if you're passionate and you know, you know the quality of your message. Sure. You can, right. It's, it's that belief in self, not the limiting belief of, Oh, I can't do that. That's that's really at the core of where that comes from
2: and if you don't believe it i mean your mission out there in a the world connie is sales right if you believe that the sales is really a function of how well you have impacted the world, right? The sales is just a measure of how many times you've gone out there and created the change in the world that you want to create. Sure. Uh, if you believe that, then then getting on stages is just a factor of being able to amplify that, right? Getting out on a stage, getting the word out about it and having a larger impact is what you're here for, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, right? So if you if you don't get on stage, and you rely on, well, I have everything word of mouth and people will tell, you know, they'll come to me. That's fine, but your impact is not going to resonate in the bigger way that it could if you got on a virtual stage and hit Brazil, right? That's right. <laughs> it's just not going to in the, in the, the biggest way.
1: And it's the should versus the could. Yeah. Oh, it could happen. No, it should happen. Yeah. Talk about, right, how to do the should. This is what you need to do. And that's what the show is about today. So that's really my next question. How do we, the people listening, become a guest on and whatever the virtual stage is that will benefit them or impact them or impact their audience in the best way?
2: Yeah, well, that's a great question. A lot of times people will come to me and they'll say, "I'm ready to get on stage and I have a message to deliver, but how do I find stages?" Yep. And I find this so interesting because for, for when you look, when you when you start looking they'll appear pretty much everywhere. The best way to find a stage is to start letting people know that you're looking for stages, right? So if you say at the end of any conversation, whether it's a one-on-one or whether it's a networking group or whether you're on a stage, if you say, hey, by the way, I'm looking to exponentially grow my business in 2020 or 2021 and I'm looking for stages to get on. Do you know of anybody that has a virtual or a live stage that I can get this message out on? You would be surprised at how many people open up and say, you know, I do have a friend with a podcast or I do have somebody that you need to meet. Um, that is a really great way to find stages. In fact, we did a, a, a test on this at a big uh, live event. The last live event I was at before COVID, uh, there were 300 people there. And our mission as a group of 10 was to go in and find as many stages as we possibly could. Oh at the end, the 10 of us had over 50 stages that we had found in that room of 300. And it was awesome. really a big experiment, right? Just by talking to people and saying, Hey, I'm looking for stages. Do you know of any that I can get on? And even if it's not for you, it was for somebody else in our group. And that's a great way to do it, to grow businesses and friends as well.
1: And that's so funny because 300 people, you were about 20% hit, which is ex- extraordinary in any statistic when you could have a group and get a 20% result from that is just shy of the 20%. That's outstanding. So that, but see, it's like, let's see what we could do. It's playing with ideas and exploring without any prejudgment of, oh, I better get 10. Th- no, let's go, let's go see. Let's see what's out there. Let's play with this. Let's see how many new friends we can make. And oh, by the way, maybe we can share our platforms, our podcast. It's funny. I have a, a colleague now become a friend in Maine. Um, he wrote a book Called the Power of Seven. Net, net, he lost his voice. Literally, lost his voice. And name is Kevin Hancock. Shout out to him. I just love him. And um, because he lost his voice, he's the CEO of the oldest, uh, oldest company in Maine. It's a lumber company. It's been around 100 in, uh, since the early 1800s. Anyway, he loses his voice. So CEO, everybody come. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And now he couldn't talk. It was painful. So he started saying, "What do you think we should do?" And what he found is in his organization. They were better experts than him. They had better innovation and ideas than him. So he dispersed the leadership power. And this is the the coolest thing and what I love about him. And I'll get to the point of why I'm mentioning him. In the past decade, his company, which has been family owned for like seven generations, has made more companies since two thousand and ten when he lost his voice to two thousand and twenty than it made from the early eighteen hundreds all the way to two thousand and ten. In that decade he made more profit than the whole whole of all of the uh previous years. So his idea worked and it all started losing his voice. So when he came on my show, he's like, hon, I, I want to keep getting the word out. Corporate America, we need, we need to change it. We need to change the leadership model. It's broken. And so I've been introducing him to colleagues that I have that have podcasts because it's an important story that he's sharing. So all he had to say is, listen, if, if there's any, any place you can get me in that you think my message, not asking me share me he said if you think my message would resonate with others please share me i'm like holy crap so i sent <laughs> like five introductory emails because i thought oh my god yeah your your message is brilliant it, it, we need to change it oh yeah i have other podcast friends so this is this is exactly what you're talking about it's not being icky about it it's it's about exploring and just sharing or asking people hey do you know anybody
2: well, he did a really fantastic thing, and so did you in that. I love that story. First of all, I'm a very big law of attraction person. So while losing your voice as a CEO might be just like one of the worst things you could possibly imagine, look at what it opened up for him, right? Look at how that that law of attraction was like, I need to bring exponential growth into my business, and the only way I can do it is by not being able to control everything and allowing other people to come in and, and bring their zone of genius and how amazing that was. But you're absolutely right. What the thing that you did is you went first in creating that joint venture relationship, right? So when you are asking for stages or when you're trying to get the message out there, one of the things you can do is offer to go first. And if you say to somebody like when Connie and I first met, one of the things I asked is about her, right? And what can I do to, to make your life bigger and better how can i get the word out about who you are and what you do we talked about um about getting on virtual stages and of course naturally she was going to be an amazing speaker on my podcast and my uh youtube show so it, uh, that that happened first next she was like awesome can i introduce you to some people can you be on my show can you and that that exponentially grows. That's the power of joint venturing and affiliates and building relationships and growing your business that way. If I go to to Facebook and say, I'd like to place an ad and later I'd like you to refer me to a bunch of sages, that's not actually going to happen in real life. Right? And it's <laughs> so, icky. Exactly. So if you do it through relationship, that grows and people can recognize your zone of genius and, and help get the word out about, just like you said with the CEO who needed to get the word out and his message out you were then willing to introduce him to other people in other stages. So,
1: and I want to comment. Yeah. I want to comment. You said, you know, manifesting, right. He manifested it and he did. And it's so funny because in his book and in our conversation um, and his his voice, it still hurts. I mean, he's lost his voice literally. And um, he, he said, it's the best thing that ever happened to him that now he's on the path he should have been on. So the other cool thing is right. And, and you and I, we're talking the same thing, but even as CEOs of our own organization, we have the spiritual element of manifesting, but if you don't believe in it, it's never going to happen. And the the funny thing is what we're talking about with joint venturing, it's one of the universal laws. It's the law of reciprocation, right? The law of reciprocity. And it's, I I'll do for you. And inevitably, even if Kimberly, even if you didn't have a podcast, and like, you just thought I'm cool. Or I thought I met you. And even if I didn't have a podcast, I thought you're really like a cool chick. And I knew people who did have a podcast. I would have shared you because I, I love people. Nothing in it for me. Just that, oh my God, you need to meet my friends over here. And oh my God, you need to meet. It's because it's what we do. We're connectors because we know it's the right thing to do. And, and inevitably, and I know you've experienced this with your business and with your life. I don't know about, I, I do know this is true with you, but the more I give, Kimberly, I am overwhelmed and humbled with what I get back. And you were, you helped me um, a couple of weeks ago with my, my book launch, right? I became number one international bestseller and Kimberly was one of the people just posting my stuff on her Facebook and saying, cool chick, read the book, right? It, it's as simple as that. And the feedback, the, the overwhelm, I would just say I was beyond humbled by that. And it, the other thing too, with what we're talking about is it takes zero effort. Like for me to introduce Kevin or for me to introduce Kimberly, it takes zero effort to send an introductory email. So this, that's how, that's how this joint venturing, right? We're in this together. How can we help and support each other? It's not icky or pushy. It's really magical.
2: Yeah. Well, I think especially in the group of entrepreneurs, a lot of us are solopreneurs. And in, when you are a solopreneur, you it's all on your shoulders. You feel like you have to do it all yourself. Sure. But if you open your eyes to the idea of joint venturing, you really have a community of thousands, if not tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of other human beings that really could help grow your business just by building relationships. And so it's, you don't have to be alone. And that is one of the things I was sharing with my girlfriend. and why I created Entrepreneurs Rocket Fuel is we were talking about, she said, you know, you were in corporate for so many years and now you're an entrepreneur. Um, you know, what do you miss about corporate? And I'm like, well, not much. I miss the expense reports, but I also miss the family. Like I miss the mm. community of going to a community where we're all on the same team. We're all fighting the good fight, right? But joint venturing and building relationships like this has had me replace that in such a bigger, more powerful way. Now yeah. people aren't paid to be with me and work with me they're actually choosing to be with me and work with me and how phenomenal is that
1: yeah and it's global it's not just in your little office building right like you said before UK I just interviewed somebody from the UK and Africa and you know like what like how does this happen yeah it's the power of the virtual stage It's, it's the coolest thing it's the coolest thing to see unfold literally before your eyes which is you know magic again it's all about the magic so let talk to me about this. So, okay, great. Thanks, Kimberly. I'm an introvert. I believe that I could get on a virtual stage and I get on the virtual stage. How do I make money doing this? How can I actually pay bills doing this? Ah, good
2: question. So uh there are there's a variety of ways. Uh there's three main that I'll talk about today. One is um is getting actually paid to speak. If you have a uh, a specific skill set and it's very, very narrow, and that skill set is of value that you can bring that to another stage and train on that particular thing. You can get paid to speak as a trainer or as a keynote speaker or something like that. Um, so, for example, I have somebody that speaks to nurse practitioners mm. and ha- t- talks about legal cons- nurse consulting, and it's a very specific na- niche. And she gets paid to go explain how to be a legal nurse consultant in front of a jury, testifying and things like that, um, or just writing. A report or something like that so she it's a very specific skill set but she gets paid to do that and deliver that material Um, and that is one way to get paid to speak you can also be a motivational speaker or a keynote speaker and those seem to be like really super valuable and if you have a very something very unique to bring to the table like let's say you were an ex-US president, that would be that you could command a pretty good price for that, right? Um, But the going rate for a paid speaker is generally about, you know, a really good paid speaker would be somewhere between 2,000 and 5,000 for a paid speech of an hour or so, maybe two hours, right? Um, And that would be, that's a phenomenal hourly rate, right? Nothing wrong with that. There's a second one, which is, called, um, which is called sponsored speaking, where you go and you give a presentation because you have a following, an audience, people who have come to you to hear about something. And then you get sponsors to pay you to do those talks. Those are different. So it's your audience. It's not their audience. And you're bringing it to them. And then you put up their logo or say, this mm. talk is sponsored by so-and-so. I have another friend who does that, and he does sponsored talks and speaks to bankers. And he has a banking product that he puts on the bottom of his little slide. And every time he gets a pre- gives a presentation for an hour or more, they write him a check because on the bottom corner of his slide is their logo. And he does mention them and talk about them and brings, their, brings attention to their product and service. So he gets paid to speak to groups of people and put that logo in front of people. So that's another way you can get paid to speak. But the third way is probably the most lucrative way of all that most entrepreneurs hear about and they really want to do. And that's speak to sell. So I get on a podcast and I am promoting my product or service. I get on a webinar and I'm promoting my product or service or a TV show or a uh, a radio show or a web summit. And I'm promoting my product or service. The mistake most people make as entrepreneurs is that they fear that last part, which Connie, you are so good at, which is the call to action. This is where people fall apart because they're like, I have all this content to give, I have all this amazing stuff to present, and then when it comes to asking them to buy, I sort of say, well, if you want to buy, uh, here's my website and I'm jumping off, right? (laughs) You don't go through and explain what they're going to get. And that's the mistake that most entrepreneurs make is not having that call to action. Now, if you want to figure out how to do a really fantastic call to action where you are getting conversion and you are getting that feeling of helping people rather than that smarmy, gross sales feeling... You need to hook up with Connie Whitman and hear about ESQ. <laughs> she is absolutely phenomenal at this. She is the like one of the best I've ever met at being able to teach you how to make something happen at the end of a presentation and do it in a way that serves. Do it in a way that gives, do it in a way that naturally invites energy to come to you. Right. And she and I are very closely aligned on this because I believe that before you get on any stage. The one thing you need to do, and in fact, the thing that Connie and I did before we got on this stage, is aligned to, at the end of this talk, what is the one thing I want my audience to feel? How do I want them to feel? And at the end of this talk, what do I want them to do? What's the one action I want them to take?
1: That's right. And and so- so That's
2: exactly (laughs) what we talked about. What do we want them to feel? And what do we want them to do at the end of this talk? (laughs)
1: And here's the thing, and you said something real important with that, the feeling component. People buy from feeling, and usually it's a feeling of trust yes. and need, right? So, oh, I, I like what Kimberly just said. Oh, I trust that. Wow, she's really smart. What is she offering? So, it, but that, but if they don't feel that trust, that connection, it's just going to be, yeah, yeah, another slime ball, move on to the next, you know, interview podcast, whatever that they're listening to or finding. So, I think that that... Feeling is the bigger component, and then the call to action. But you got to get the feeling first. So let's—we're. We're, this is my last question because we're, we're literally out of time. But I want you to do exactly that. So here's my last question: You're creating uh, something new for entrepreneurs, right? Who want to get going? You know, with all the things we just talked about. So what? What are you offering so that people can clearly understand? what they will get, right? And then what that offer is at the end. What is the call to action? So we've talked about it. Now actually do that. So people go, oh, that's what they mean. Yeah.
2: Uh, Great question. And thanks for that lead in. So um, my passion is getting people seen and heard in a bigger way. And Mm -hmm. the way to do that for me is by getting on stages and getting virtually uh, attention virtually to who you are and what you do. Uh, And people are at various different stages on that. So what we've created is um, a, a, an opportunity for people to be able to, to move along the progression of speaking. And there may be somebody there. We actually put it in five, five different buckets. So you might be in the the attitude of mic me up, like, I'm ready. Let's get some bookings. I've already got my message up. Uh, You might be in rehearsal stage, which is kind of more like, I want to practice and improve in front of others. I want a supportive environment. I want a community around that and I need some rehearsal. You might be in the green room, which is, uh, I, I really just need some training to become an effective inspirational speaker and figure out my message. Uh, Or you might just want information like just tell me a little bit more about speaking and getting on stages and seen and heard. And the fifth bucket is actually becoming a stage host. Like, I want to create or I already have virtual or live stages. Well, we have a community that is built around that called Ignite the Stage. And so we have offerings for all whatever bucket you're in, whether you're just in I want information or I'm ready to get on stage or I have a stage and I'm looking for guests. We have a community built around that to support you in getting the word out about who you are and what you do. So the way to find that is to go to www.entrepreneursrocketfuel.com forward slash stage. And you'll get an, a speaker application that asks you which bucket, or if you're in all the buckets, that's totally fine. Maybe you're in all the buckets. If uh, if you want to know more about speaking, if you wanna if you have, have been inspired by what by what we've said today, and you believe that getting on stages could be a fabulous new way to get the word out about who you are and what you do, we would love for you to come join the community. So that's entrepreneursrocketfuel.com forward slash speak on stage. And we would love for you to be part of the community.
1: Yeah, and and you you just did a virtual summit, right? Um, yep. And and are you doing one in October? I think
2: I am. Yes. And yes. Even quarterly, and I have summits. Summits are what I do right now for getting the word out. I also do podcasts. Um, I also have a YouTube channel where we do an interview series. Uh, and then I have several other summits for uh, friends of mine that have said, hey, Kimberly, you're great at finding speakers. Can you book some speakers for me on my my uh, stages? Yeah. So- have opportunities galore and we would love for you guys to be part of the community.
1: Yeah. And I hope, I hope people who think, Oh, this sounds fun. It, by the way, it is so much fun to get up and speak and share, especially if you're passionate about your content and people that are in the audience want to hear your content. The energy is off the charts of just what an exceptional experience. Right. So, and you really are the queen of, and that's why I love the name of your business too, you know, entrepreneur rocket fuel it's rocket fuel uh, for anybody who 's trying to launch or or really even scale their business. Um, this is a great opportunity, so thank you for that Now, I will put that entrepreneur dot com slash speaker speak on stage. Um, I'll put it on the Enlightenment of Change Guys web talk radio platform for you so you can easily find it. Also, check Kimberly out. If you go to her website, it's Entrepreneur, Entrepreneurs, right? I know the S, right? I forgot the S before. EntrepreneursRocketFuel.com. Ton of information there. If you have a question for Kimberly, please reach out to her at Kimberly at EntrepreneursRocketFuel.com. I promise I'll post all three links so that you can uh, find uh, Kimberly and, and connect with her, etc. cetera. Uh, call to action from me. <laughs> now that they all know what that is, right? Kimberly, I have to share it. Absolutely. Yes. So you guys know that I have that free communication style assessment on my website. Go to Whitmanassos.com slash CSA, communication style assessment, CSA. Get your little report. Find out what your superpowers are. Find out where your blind spots are, and now you 're starting to navigate change with a, a position of power, so check that out as well um, Kimberly, as always, thank you so much uh, just for for your time, but for your energy this is always it 's always fun to spend time with you. I feel like i 'm energized um, afterwards, and really for the clarity of everything you went through, but then those five buckets at the end see to me. If, if I'm listening, I'm in, I'm in the audience and all of a sudden I'm like, well, I don't know. I think I want to do it, but I'm not really sure. Those five buckets, look for the information. As soon as you start the path of seeking the information, trust me, everybody, and, and Kimberly and I kind of alluded to this, you will manifest what you're looking to create and those opportunities will find you. So start with the information if that's where you are. Start with hey, Kimberly, get me on the stages, baby, I'm ready. Um, she, she's got your back, right? So, so no matter where you are from A to Z, Kimberly can help you out. Thank you again so much for being on and for sharing uh, your expertise and your story. It's always great spending time with you.
2: I agree. Thanks, Connie. I feel the same.
1: Yeah, thanks so much. And you guys, um, I hope you will come, uh, I hope you will join us weekly as we question, build, and discover together like my guest, Kimberly, today. No matter what you're thinking about, or what you desire to do. There's information and resources and hopefully that this show is a resource for you to help you navigate whatever that change is you're looking to do. So for those listening, maybe you want to get on stage, go for it, man. You got this. We all have it. And now you have another resource um to help you manifest whatever that change is for you. Um, Kimberly, great guest. Thank you again. Thank you all for joining me. You know, I'm always honored to have you uh, listen and join the show. And I do wish all of you an inspired week and get on your stage, whatever that means to you. Thanks, everybody.
0: You've been listening to the Heart Centered Sales Leader podcast. Thanks for tuning in to hear Connie Whitman and her expert guests share tips, tools and strategies that can be implemented immediately be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.